0: Thank you for joining us for Layled Sunday as we bring you this worship service of 7th Avenue Presbyterian Church. Our readings this morning are from the 107th Psalm, verses 1 to 23 and 33 to 43, and from Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 4 through 7. Our preachers this morning are Jonathan Maresca, Connie Swanson, and John O. Price. You'll find the link to our complete announcements in your email. Here are a couple of highlights. As part of 7th Avenue's commitment to speak up and act for racial justice, we are receiving a special offering to support two local organizations, The Hidden Genius Project and Radical Monarchs. Our goal is to reach 2,000 by the end of August. We are at 1,000 so far. So you can donate via the church website or by sending a check to the office noting racial justice offering in the memo line. There is an 11 a.m. Zoom social hour the last Sunday of each month, so we invite you to put August 30th on your calendar. Now, in preparation to worship, you are invited to quiet yourself, becoming still as you prepare to worship God.
1: God gathers us from across
0: the country, bringing us from all directions, to create a community of welcome, freedom, and deliverance. Let us worship God, who holds us in steadfast love, and works wonders in our midst.
2: How good it is and pleasant to live together as one, how good it is. Pleasant To live together as one
3: pray. God of love and freedom, you ask us to seek the welfare of the place where you have put us. This is sometimes a challenge. When we try anyway, trusting in your strength and guidance, we give thanks. When we ignore this call to look beyond ourselves, forgive us and help us refocus on the welfare of the places in which we live. Now in silence, we continue our prayers to you.
4: Where
1: we
5: see wilderness,
1: God sees opportunity. Where we see deserted
6: places,
1: God sees the hope of newness.
6: For in Christ we are rescued from oppression.
1: And set free to sing praises.
7: A reading from Psalm 107, beginning with the first verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. Loving God, as we listen to these words from the psalmists, may we be open to hear their meaning for us in our particular time and place. Amen. Thank the Holy One for God's goodness and everlasting love. Let all people whom God has set free sing praises. Let all people whom God has rescued from oppression give thanks. God keeps gathering them in from every land, bringing them in from every direction. Some wandered in the wilderness, finding no place of welcome. Their way lay through the desert, and they found no place they belonged. Their souls fainted with weariness. Their hearts were hungry and thirsty for justice. In their anguish, they cried out to God, and God delivered them from distress. The Holy One guided them to communities of welcome. Let us give thanks for God's steadfast love for the wonders God has worked. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks Thanks be
4: be to God. God.
6: listen for the word of God thus says the God of hosts the God of Israel to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon build houses and live in them plant gardens and eat what they produce take wives and have sons and daughters take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters multiply there and do not decrease but seek the welfare of the city where i have sent you into exile and pray to the holy one on its behalf for in its welfare you will find your welfare here ends the reading
3: in this morning's reading jeremiah provided guidance for every exile essentially settle down Stay steady. A coterie of false prophets promoted a conflicting message. Exile would be short-lived. Jeremiah revised their forecast. The Lord says, When 70 years are completed, I will come to you and bring you back to Jerusalem. We live in a time when dislocations of exile are familiar In thinking about such displacement after World War II, social scientist E.C. Tolman described an interior map of the spaces we inhabit. He called it a cognitive map, and those maps can disappear. Those maps can blur. As early as March, my cognitive map blurred. My office moved home. My commute collapsed from 40 minutes to 14 stairs. Zoom and FaceTime replaced face-to-face. Some predicted a short shutdown. However, forms of lockdown continue. Any belief in a quick return was overturned. Long, long before Tolman imagined cognitive maps, Jeremiah's letter to Jerusalem's exiled acknowledged their shattered sense of daily life. He remapped life in their alien context, reoriented and redirected their work. Jeremiah wrote, Build houses and live in them, Plant gardens, marry, have children. We know from the entire context that the community included artisans and royal officials. We can wonder if markets sprang up, if neighborliness emerged in this newest suburb of Babylon. We can wonder if the loss of these old maps opened entirely new possibility. With the loss of my old maps, distractions swirled. I asked for something new. I needed thresholds. I needed transitional spaces to reshape and redirect my day's work and my day's rest. In their absence, events blurred. One of my children used the phrase, prepare for presence it echoed back my sense of the holy as presence. It seemed that my very desire to be more present summoned itself an interaction with the holy. Prepare for presence. I lit a candle before each appointment and noticed this as a threshold into listening. I chose a screensaver that helped when thoughts wandered, and they did wander. I found my way back. After morning appointments, I blew out the flame. The afternoon repeated with a single addition, asking God to hold all that remained out of my control. Then I put out the flame. In something of a surprise, Fresh life came into my work. I wondered, had I lost my map only to find that something new was needed all along? Had I lost what Bayo Okumalafe calls a tyranny of coordinates? He writes, the way we respond to the crisis is the crisis. Is this a point where my response to what is happening is the crisis that I face. For me, the sense of crisis extended to the news, both world and local. I listened to clients and heard of perpetual news scrolling and its numbing effects. A cyber highway hypnosis with no gas, no food, no rest stop. Where might there be such a needed information off-ramp? For my news rest stop experiment, the soothing tone of a brass bell signaled a pause for any gripping piece of documentary or news. After a pause, a brief spoken sentence prayer. For example, There's a hunger for justice. Rise up, defend your cause. Hear the cries of the poor. Hover over the void, creator, and whisper. Holy One, put this in the healing pocket nearest your heart. About two weeks into this practice, a further response evolved. God, in your grace, you hear our prayer. Little, little would I have guessed that a daily chronicle of the news concealed places, many places, to connect with the holy. We jokingly call it Nuzio Divina. My answers to where I sense the holy will almost certainly continue to surprise me, as did Jeremiah's invitation. Settle down. Stay steady.
8: I miss people. I miss human contact. Even as an introvert, I miss being around people that I know. Jesus said, where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. But I live alone and there's no gathering. And yet, and yet, I'm in a privileged position, I have continued to work throughout all of this and I haven't gotten sick. While plans this year to visit friends and family have been disrupted, not everything has been bad. The message through Jeremiah was to build houses and live in them, to be the people of God where you find yourself. So while acknowledging that things are strange and different, I have found ways to see the holy in life as it happens now. To see the silver linings in this great dark cloud. Some things that have sprung up will remain when whatever passes for normalcy returns. Things that I really should have been already doing. Why well, I already spoke to my parents every week, I spoke to my siblings less regularly. We now speak speak to each other at least monthly, sharing news and worries, and will almost certainly continue to do so. Other things are new, and take advantage not only of the newly available free time, but also the inability to meet in person. If we have to meet online, then we don't have to worry about whether we live close enough to each other to meet up. Hardly a weekend goes by that I'm not playing games online with friends, both new and old, across six time zones. While I will admit to having not listened to them all, the virtual services so masterfully put together by the team here have been a connection to the Holy, as have the special Zoom services Friends and family from the UK would not have been able to attend or take part in the ordination service last week if things were normal. But even with all this, sometimes it is hard not to turn inward, to worry, to wonder about all the things I might have been doing in a world without COVID. At times like that, I usually find myself venturing out into the beauty of God's creation I'm fortunate to have Golden Gate Park on my doorstep, and even though I probably should do it more often than I do, just going there to walk among the trees and by the lakes eases the burden. And more recently, being able to hang out while keeping my distance with friends and talking about anything, about everything, about nothing, lifts my soul. When things are as they are now, the little things become more important. I miss people, but I'm finding small ways to cope.
6: goes without saying that we've been living in a historic time. I think each one of us is tired of hearing that we are living in a historic time. We're overwhelmed, we're exhausted, and a lot of us are struggling to see the presence of the divine in all of this. The economic, the social, the political and the health crises that we're facing on a daily basis. I know I've had trouble. 2020 has undoubtedly been one of the hardest years of my life. I returned from living abroad to come to a country and look for a job, my home country. And looking for that job, I did not realize the pandemic would be in the equation. I didn't realize that after seemingly years of transition and instability, which led to growth and transformation, but I did not realize that I would be thrusted into transition and instability yet again through forces outside of my control. Whether it's our political situation, whether it's a health crisis, whether it's a hurricane that recently slammed the coast of New York and other states on the East Coast, This time in quarantine, this 2020 has reminded me of the the spiritual maxim that we are not in control, that as much as we try to delude ourselves into thinking That we can have the perfectly manicured life plan, the grid-like thriving garden, the retirement account that we expect to continue to increase, whatever it is, we are not in control. But what we can rely on and what I've begun to realize I think each day with a beginner's mind is the outpouring, ever-present love of God. And it's been a journey, I think, in, in 2020 for me to discover and rediscover that presence of God. I've recently been reading through my journal entry from a time of backpacking, travel backpacking around um, Southeast Asia. and as I was reading this journal I realized the sense of possibility not only because I was traveling in a new country with a different language a different ethnicity and culture and political system and not only because I was surrounded by people my age who had the sense of adventure an openness to experience. But also because there was this embedded sense of possibility, of mystery. In each person I met, in each new meal I had, in each walk around a neighborhood or through a national park. Each tree glistened with new life. Each, each hallway spoke of different possibility and new beginnings. And lately, though it's been difficult, I've been seeing God in the mundane, in the everyday. Of course, because traveling is a bit difficult now. But in a way, that that doesn't matter. If we truly believe that God is ever-present, Then, in the neighborhood we grew up in. God is there. In the bathroom that we use each and every day, in the way that the sun peers through the window, illuminating those little dust particles, in the way that the person we love says good morning to us, or better yet says nothing simply gives us a look and in the way passing by a new stranger and giving a gentle smile I think these are the ways that I've been discovering and rediscovering the presence of the Holy One during this time.
4: in God,
5: who hears those in distress and delivers them. We believe in Christ, who shows us how to build communities of welcome. We believe in spirit, who guides us as we work for the welfare of our cities and nation. This we believe. Amen.
0: And now we continue in worship with a musical response by Tom Stafford.
5: I'm being in steadfast love. abounding in steadfast love
1: God of love, you created the world and all its inhabitants calling us all good very, very good your good world is in crisis suffering pandemic racial injustice economic inequality, and global warming that threatens its very existence. In these challenging times, help us remember that your love is with us still, sustaining exiles and delivering those in distress. Guide us as we seek to live out your love and find ways to participate in healing the world. In silence now, we bring our individual prayers to you. we make this prayer in the name of the Christ who taught us to pray, saying,
3: Our God, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen
2: surely god is
0: As we leave our time of worship, let us remember that God's love fills the present instability, opening us to new possibilities and fresh ways of encountering the holy.
3: May the God who leads you in the wilderness With purpose and love Abide with you always And may you walk in blessing Confident that wherever you are God is And wherever God is Is home Go in peace, friends Amen (laughs)